You're listening to Rowan Radio On Demand. Download more podcasts at rowanradio.com. The following program does not represent the views or opinions of the staff or administration of Rowan University or Rowan Radio. 89.7 WGLS-FM. Rowan Radio, 89.7 WGLS-FM proudly presents The Rowan Report, a weekly news magazine that recaps local, national, and international news that affects you. And now, The Rowan Radio News Team. Good morning and welcome to The Rowan Report here on Rowan Radio, 89.7 WGLS-FM. I'm Allie Bruce with The Rowan Radio News Team. Some of this week's headlines include the Steele dossier is heading to trial, the U.S. and Mexico agree to a deal on Venezuelan migrants, and a second suspect was arrested in the Roxborough, Philadelphia shooting. Here's your national news recap for the week of October 9th. The so-called Steele dossier is heading to trial. That's a political opposition report written during former President Trump's 2016 campaign about his alleged relationship to Russia. Jury selection began Tuesday in Virginia for analyst Igor Danchenko's trial. Trump-era special counsel John Durham accused him of lying to the FBI about sources for the dossier. Trump has predicted Durham's investigation will reveal corruption at a level never seen before. The committee investigating last year's Capitol riot attack is issuing a subpoena to former President Trump. During Thursday's hearing, the Democrat-controlled panel concluded Trump was the driving force behind the Capitol riot. Jurors in the case of convicted Parkland, Florida school shooter Nicholas Cruz are recommending he be sentenced to life in prison. He pleaded guilty to the murder of 17 people last year. A jury had been debating whether to sentence Cruz to death or life in prison for his 2018 crimes. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis is not happy with the life sentence handed down to Cruz, saying, I think that if you have a death penalty at all, that that is a case where you're massacring those students with premeditation and utter disregard for basic humanity that you deserve the death penalty. DeSantis said he's disappointed in the decision and how long it took for the case to be tried. Two police officers are dead and one is seriously injured after a shooting in Connecticut. Connecticut State Police say the officer-involved shooting happened Wednesday night in a residential area in the town of Bristol. No details have been released about who fired the shots or what led up to the deadly incident. A nearby resident told a local NBC affiliate that he heard at least a dozen gunshots. The superintendent of the Uvalde, Texas school district may be the next one out of a job. Parents affected by May's mass murder want Hall Harrell to step down. Innocence doesn't die. Innocence doesn't change its story. But innocence did die on May 24th at Robb Elementary. Brett Cross, who lost his nephew in the shooting, has led the charge for change in Uvalde. A board hearing is set for Thursday night. On Friday, Harrell sent a letter to school district employees saying he's been with the district for 31 years and he's ready to talk about retirement. Vice President Harris is slamming Texas for the state's ban on abortions and a plan to target those who help women seek the procedure in another state. If you live in a place where there's a state law that has criminalized doctors and nurses and health care providers, it's going to matter who your attorney general is. She spoke over the weekend in Austin at a pro-choice event. The vice president called the Texas law immoral. The group Texas Right to Life put out a statement saying that's out of step with what most Texans want. 
Florida's Agriculture Commissioner sent a letter to Governor Ron DeSantis Monday asking him to follow in President Biden's footsteps and consider pardons for simple marijuana possession. Nikki Fried said this will begin the process of loosening federal classification on the drug millions in Florida now use for medication. It's time for this injustice to end. The president is doing the right thing, ordering review of the reclassification of cannabis and pardoning those in federal prison for simple marijuana possession. Biden says the pardons will help those denied employment, housing, or educational opportunities because of the charge. It does not apply to illegal immigrants. Governor Ron DeSantis says the recovery process in southwest Florida is moving along after the impact of Hurricane Ian. We made an initial trance of $50 million available, and this provides short-term zero-interest loans to the small businesses that were impacted. Speaking in Port Charlotte, DeSantis said some of the businesses that applied for the loans were awarded those Thursday. The governor said more modern buildings actually did well in surviving the storm, but noted some businesses were completely wiped out. DeSantis said there's major focus on restoring schools to get kids back in the classroom as soon as possible. He also announced over $150 million in funds to honor the four-year anniversary of Hurricane Michael, which still has parts of the state's panhandle recovering from that Category 5 hurricane. A juror in the Ruben Flores case was excused Thursday after word that the juror may have discussed the case with his priest. Reports indicate the judge questioned the man after hearing about the discussion from another juror. The man in question reportedly told the judge he did not discuss specifics but needed spiritual guidance and blessings due to the stress the case was causing him. The judge dismissed the juror and will bring in an alternate. Ruben is the father of Paul Flores and is accused of helping his son hide the body of college student Kristen Smart. A veteran police officer in Las Vegas is dead after being shot early Thursday. Authorities responded to a domestic disturbance near the University of Nevada, Las Vegas. The incident involves an exchange of gunfire with a man who was arrested after he drove away from the initial scene. The wounded officer was taken to a nearby hospital but succumbed to his injuries. I'm Allie Bruce, and that was your national news. This is Connor Brown with your international news report. All sources from the BBC. The U.S. and Mexico have agreed to a plan that allows some Venezuelan migrants to enter the U.S., but those who arrive illegally will be sent back to Mexico. It is hoped the deal will ease pressure at the U.S.-Mexico border, where a steady flow of Venezuelans continue to arrive as they flee the crisis-hit nation. Starting immediately, flights will be arranged for 24,000 migrants to arrive in the United States. More than 6 million people have left Venezuela in the past five years. The exodus is one of the largest migrations in the world, fueled by violence, food, fuel, and medicine shortages and repression by the government of President Nicolas Maduro. It has seen people desperate to improve their lives walking thousands of miles along the dangerous routes to try to reach the U.S.-Mexico border, where they then try to enter illegally or claim asylum. Under the New Deal, which is effective immediately, the 24,000 eligible Venezuelan migrants, a tiny fraction of those who have fled, will be allowed to access the U.S. by air and stay up to two years. It will come as a huge relief to those who are set to benefit from it. In theory, they will be spared the exhausting and dangerous journey to the U.S. border. Instead, we'll be able to fly into the country where support measures are in place. Until now, most Venezuelans who crossed into the U.S. were not turned back. Instead, they were temporarily allowed in and a chance to apply for asylum. 
Now, Venezuelans found to have entered the U.S. illegally, of which there are many thousands, could be sent back to Mexico. And for our second story of the day, Jamaica's Broadcasting Authority has banned content that glorifies illegal activity, such as drug and gun use. The new rules cover TV and radio, including music, and list specific topics that are off-limits. Scamming, drug abuse, and illegal use of firearms cannot be promoted, and swearing or near-sounding replacements are also banned. But the strict nature of the ban has been criticized by some artists who argue music is a reflection of life. It comes amid high levels of violent crime in Jamaica. In 2021, the island nation had one of the highest murder rates in Latin America and the Caribbean. But the broadcasting agency says the use of public airways to broadcast songs that glorify illegal activity could give the wrong impression that criminality is an accepted feature of Jamaican culture and society. All forms of illegal or criminal activity are now prohibited in an effort to help keep the airwaves clean, it said, and station operators are required to take immediate steps to comply. Concerned that offending content could normalize criminality among young adults and vulnerable and impressionable youth was also cited as a reason for the changes. However, some of Jamaica's musical artists have criticized the move. We can't stop the creative artist from singing about what they see around them or grew up around, said Romanich, a local music manager and producer in an Instagram post. He went on to ask if Jamaica is the only country that has children because the same children listen to these songs elsewhere. And for our final story of the day, the ball used by Diego Maradona to score two of the most famous goals in football history is to go on auction. The match ball used in the famous 1986 World Cup quarterfinal between England and Argentina carries an estimated price of 2.5 to 3 million euros. It is being sold by Ali bin Nasser, the Tunisian referee who allowed Maradona's hand of God goal during the game. Bin Nasser said, the ball is a part of football history. It is the right time to be sharing it with the world. The ball was used for the full 90 minutes of the match, which remains one of the most defining and controversial contests in World Cup history. Maradona scored the opening goal by punching the ball past England goalkeeper Peter Shelton. Bin Nasser did not spot the handball and allowed the goal to stand with the player later describing it as being a little with the head of Maradona and a little with the hand of God. Argentina went on to win the match 2-1 and eventually win the World Cup in Mexico. The ball is being sold at an auction on November 16th as part of a World Cup special event. It will be streamed live and prospective buyers can register their bids online starting October 28th. And that was Connor Brown with your international news report. This is the local news, and I am Carly Murray. A second suspect was arrested in connection to the Roxborough High School shooting on Thursday morning, according to the Philadelphia police. The 17-year-old was charged with murder and four counts of aggravated assault. A third person was arrested in connection with the unsanctioned, deadly car rally that occurred in Wildwood several weeks ago. 18-year-old Zion Diaz of Hamilton was arrested Wednesday and is facing riot charges. Police claim that Diaz instructed people to block intersections and prevent police vehicle responses. A man was shot and killed by police in Cherry Hill Wednesday afternoon and an investigation is in process. Therefore, the circumstances are still unclear. A driver was killed after colliding with a dump truck in Gloucester County last week. According to police, his car hit the truck from behind while driving west on Route 322 Glassboro Road. No charges have been filed. New Jersey Transit is testing new electric buses. 
The battery-operated, chargeable green-colored buses to match their green mission were tested by riders this week and plan to begin routes by the end of the year. New York's Attorney General is taking further action against former President Donald Trump and his business. Letitia James has filed a preliminary injunction that aims to stop Trump from moving assets between accounts without court approval, which would allow him to evade liability. James is requesting that an independent monitor is appointed to oversee compliance with these measures. It comes just weeks after the Attorney General's office filed financial fraud charges against several members of the Trump family and business. James also wants permission to serve Donald and Eric Trump electronically since they have refused to accept the complaints. Five police officers in Brooklyn are recovering from injuries while trying to arrest a suspect accused in an abduction in Suffolk County. Police say officers boxed the suspect in by 86th Street and 12th Avenue in Diker Heights around 10.30 Wednesday night when the suspect collided with police vehicles causing injuries. Police say the suspect had gotten away from Suffolk County police who were after him for the alleged abduction of his girlfriend. The five officers injured have been treated and released from the hospital. A new poll shows New York Democratic Governor Kathy Hochul leading Republican Lee Zeldin by 10 points in the race for governor. The survey shows Hochul's lead at only eight points among those who say they will definitely vote. The poll included those not yet decided but were asked to choose the candidate who they were leaning toward. The New York State Department of Taxation and Finance has started mailing out additional financial relief to about 1.8 million eligible residents. The checks are going to individuals who received the Earned Income Credit or the Empire State Child Credit, or both, on their 2021 state tax returns. The average amount of these payments is going to be about $270 for each recipient. Legendary director Martin Scorsese says the obsession with box office numbers is repulsive and really insulting. Speaking at the New York Film Festival, Scorsese said the cost of making the film is one thing and said it makes sense that the amount is expected to be made back. However, the director said that since the 80s there has been this hyper-focus on numbers, such as how a film does in its opening weekend and how much it makes domestically and in other countries. Scorsese said that's why he loves the New York Film Festival, because there are no awards given, and you just have to love cinema. His next film, Killers of the Flower Moon, stars Leonardo DiCaprio and Robert De Niro. It is expected to release next year. After years of turmoil and bankruptcy, Toys R Us reopened inside Macy's Herald Square on Friday. The new Toys R Us occupies 14,000 square feet inside New York City's flagship Macy's, with other locations opening across the country. There will be special events all month to kick off the opening in the weeks leading up to the holidays, including days devoted to Barbie and Pokemon. I am Carly Murray, and that was the local news. I'm Dante DiValerio with your Rowan News. Rowan University's Center for Neurodiversity celebrated its first year of operations on October 7th with an open house in Laurel Hall. Tours of the facility provide information about services that students, faculty, and staff can find there. The center opened last October with a wide range of services for people who often have one or more neurological conditions like attention deficit disorder, attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, assessive compulsive disorder, dyslexia, or autism spectrum disorder. We interviewed John Woodruff, the director of Rowan's Accessibility Office and co-director of the Neurodiversity Center and asked him for his thoughts on the subject. Here's what he had to say. So the launch was last October, so today is the uh, one-year anniversary. It's, it's huge in that there's a uh, space, a cultural center for neurodivergent students, autistic students, and not just students, but faculty and staff. So it's a, it's a space for them to come, to spend time, to just relax, but also 
to hold meetings and all that. So it, it, it's a true uh, cultural center, and the whole spirit of neurodiversity looks at neurodiversity and disability not as a deficit but as a difference. We also have a, a programming that we do for faculty, staff, and students on neurodiversity, ableism, ways that uh, professors can be more supportive of uh, neurodivergent students in the classroom. So it's an opportunity for those, those resources as well. In other news, public safety has been informed of a robbery near Barnes & Nobles on Roland Boulevard that occurred on October 12th at 11.15 p.m. Three male assailants approached a student wearing ski masks with no weapons displayed and had forced the student to give up belongings and fled the location in a brown gold vehicle. The investigation is ongoing at this time by Glassboro Police. If you have any information, please contact Glassboro Police at 856-881-1500 or Rowan Public Safety at 856-256-49. I'm Dante DiValerio. This has been your Rowan News. That does it for the first half of the Rowan Report, wrapping up this week's national, international, and local news. We are going to take a quick break. Up next, we have your weekly sports, business, and entertainment news. Stay tuned right here on Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM. Welcome back to the Rowan Report. I'm Allie Bruce, along with the Rowan Radio News Team. This is Danny Ryan for the Rowan Report with your news from around the professional sports world. Starting with the NFL, let's check in on some teams from around the area after Week 5. The New York Giants faced off against the Green Bay Packers this past Sunday in London at 9.30 a.m. In the morning game, the Giants fell behind 20-10 at halftime as the Packers looked to humble the boys in blue. Following halftime, the Giants proceeded to score 17 unanswered points, with Green Bay tallying two points via a safety against the Giants in the later stages of the fourth quarter. Daniel Jones tallied 217 yards and zero touchdowns through the air, with all three scores coming via the ground game. With this win, New York improves to 4-1 on the season, heavily competing for the NFC East title. Aaron Rodgers finished with 222 yards and two touchdowns despite being shut down in the second half as the Packers fell to 3-2 on the season. Expect a big move from the Packers for a proven wide receiver to help out good old A-Rod. Switching from the Giants to the Philadelphia Eagles, the Birds remain undefeated at 5-0, taking down the Arizona Cardinals on the road after a deflected field goal attempt by Milton Williams off of recently signed kicker Matt Amendola. It wasn't pretty, but Philly got it done as they remain the only undefeated team on the season. Next up for the Giants and Eagles, the G-Men match up with the Baltimore Ravens home at MetLife Stadium, kickoff scheduled for 1 p.m. For the Birds, they'll return home to face America's team, looking to stay undefeated on Sunday Night Football. Kickoff at primetime, 8.30 p.m. Closing out on the MLB, let's take a look at the playoff tree so far in the 2022 postseason. Following the wildcard round in both the AL and the NL, we officially have eight teams remaining. For the NL, the Philadelphia Phillies advanced in their three-game series against St. Louis, sweeping the Cardinals 2-0. The San Diego Padres advanced to face the rival Dodgers after eliminating the New York Mets in three games, 2-1 Padres. In the AL, the Guardians swept the six-seeded Rays two games to none as they head to the Bronx for a date with the New York Yankees. And last but certainly not least, the Seattle Mariners advanced to face the Houston Astros in the ALDS after manhandling the Blue Jays in a 2-0 series victory. With that being said, I have been Danny Ryan for the Rowan Report with your news from around the professional sports world right here on Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM. 
I'm Megan Steckler with your Roan Report Business Update. Wall Street is closing with stocks sharply higher despite more proof that inflation is rising. The Dow Jones Industrial Average was up by more than 900 points at times during Thursday's session. This all comes after last month's consumer price index came in hotter than expected. The Dow gained 827 points to 30 to 38, the S&P 500 rose 92 points to 36 to 69, and the NASDAQ gained 232 points to 10 to 649. The Social Security Administration announced Thursday the 2023 Cost of Living Adjustment, or COLA, for 66 million Americans who receive benefits. Michael Kastner reports. It's expected to be the biggest in more than 40 years. The adjustment is based on the inflation rate during the third quarter, and data so far indicates seniors could see an 8.7% raise in their monthly benefit. That would boost the average to more than $1,800 a month, according to the advocacy group Senior Citizens League. I'm Michael Kastner. The United Bodegas of America is launching a fund to help owners of recently looted bodegas in New York City. Spokesperson Fernando Mateo said owners of the JJN Bodega in the Bronx will be the first recipients to receive money from the $50,000 fund. It's not the full amount, but it's 25% of what he lost. And we hope that this will help him. Bodega owners are eligible for up to $500 of relief assistance. The association of these types of crimes must be punished, and they're calling on authorities to do more. General Motors is forming a new business that focuses on energy systems. The company will be known as GM Energy and will feature public charging networks for electric vehicles. Officials say they'll also offer a wide range of products, including vehicle-to-home charging systems, stationary storage facilities, solar products, and software software applications. GM says they've lined up a number of what they called larger-scale companies to work with them. A home energy system will be available in 2024. I'm Megan Steckler, and this has been your Business News Report. And now it's time for your weekly entertainment recap with me, Karina Colon. Actress Angela Lansbury is dead at the age of 96. She's known for her roles in Murder, She Rode and voicing Mrs. Potts in Beauty and the Beast. Her family announced she died peacefully at her home in Los Angeles. Lansbury was just days away from her 97th birthday. American Idol runner-up Willie Spence has died at the age of 23. Local reports in his hometown of Douglas, Georgia, say Spence died Tuesday from injuries sustained in a car accident in Tennessee. Details of the accident were not released. Spence came in second place last year on the show's 19th season, where he sang a duet with Catherine McPhee. On Instagram, McPhee called his death unfair and said, God rest your soul, Willie. It was a pleasure to sing with you and to know you. R&B singer Brandy is hospitalized after suffering a possible seizure at her home in Los Angeles. TMZ reports the singer was taken to the hospital by ambulance Wednesday afternoon. She's still hospitalized, and her parents have reportedly been there with her as she recovers. No details were given about what may have caused the seizure. The 1975 frontman Matty Healy is opening up about how his heroin addiction came between the band. In a recent interview with Apple Music's Zane Lowe, the singer-songwriter recalled his bandmate saying it bummed them out to see him strung out at the studio. Healy said going to rehab made him realize he was walking a thin line of losing his bandmate's respect, his career, money, and more. He recognized that he needed to quit and started to do things like exercise in place of drugs. Blink-182's Mark Hoppus is getting candid about his battle with cancer in a new memoir. The musician told The Hollywood Reporter that he started writing a book about his life earlier this year. 
detailing the two decades with Blink-182 and his battle with lymphoma. In September 2021, Hoppus announced he was cancer-free. Just this week, Blink-182 made a huge announcement of their own. The pop-punk group revealed that they're reuniting with original member Tom DeLonge, releasing a new album, and celebrating with a massive tour. Tom Cruise is hoping to become the first civilian to do a spacewalk outside of the International Space Station. Cruise will star in an untitled film by director Doug Liman, and was already reported scenes will be filmed at the actual space station. Now, Cruise is planning to perform the spacewalk when he blasts off the planet. A Universal Pictures official says most of the film will actually take place on Earth, with Cruise having to travel to space to save the day. The film is expected to have a budget close to $200 million. Blake Shelton is leaving The Voice. The country music star made the announcement on Tuesday, saying he's been considering the departure for quite some time. He told fans he loved his 12 years on the show, but this next season will be his last as he moves on to different projects. There's no word yet on who will replace him as coach. Trevor Noah is leaving The Daily Show in December. Comedy Central will place the show on break following Noah's exit, with the network calling it a reinvention when it is brought back on January 17th. No word yet on who will be named Noah's successor. I'm Karina Cologne, and this has been your weekly entertainment recap here on Rowan Radio. And that wraps up this week's edition of the Rowan Report here on Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM. For the Rowan Radio News Team, I'm Allie Bruce. Have a great day. You've been listening to The Rowan Report, a weekly news magazine that recaps local, national, and international news that affects you. Be sure to join us every Saturday morning at 9.30 for another edition of The Rowan Report, exclusively here on Rowan Radio, 89.7 WGLS-FM.